You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. WTUG HD2 Northport. W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the, out of the way. And I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched the watched workout in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I ran in that fix and take Biggest, biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Good morning. Welcome to Martin Hughes Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial. That is the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. The sound of my sports, your show, your team. Let us hear from you this morning on the traditional airways at 205-342-9904. That's the Alabama One Hotline open for business. Also, you can join us on the radio uh, network on uh, Facebook at Martin Houston fan page, Martin J. Houston personal, Alabama tradition, Tide 109 X's and O's sports, as well as on YouTube at Martin Houston Live and follow us on Twitter at Martin Houston 35. Also, you can have opportunities on a races to join in uh, via the poll questions on Twitter. And also, you can chat us up from uh, the social media outlets as well. Look forward to having you as a part of the show as we remind you that this is the day that the Lord has made. So let's rejoice and be glad in it. Take some time today to notice someone, love someone, serve someone. Be the difference you want to see in the world today. Got a great show lined up for you, so we're not going to delay that. Want to get X in. Good morning, X. How you doing, sir? Good morning. Doing well. How are you? Doing well. Glad to have you with us uh, once again. Glad to be off to another great start. Got some audio we're going to hear in just a moment. Uh, we also going to, of course, we have some recruiting uh, coming up with Hank South to kick off the second half. And, of course, we have some conversation that carried over from yesterday uh, in terms of the would you rather question we just really couldn't didn't didn't get to a complete uh, census on that, so I'll give you and Mason a, uh, a chance to give final thoughts on on the would you rather conversation uh, here in just a moment as well, and then of course uh, time permitting, we can talk about the uh, what what's the identity of this team, and if we have to, we can kick that to tomorrow. Uh, but lots of lots of news out there, uh, but of course. <clears throat> The biggest news, of course, 
happened to do with Jojo Earl, and we'll have Coach Saban speak to us about that uh, in just a moment. Um, but you had said something about before we before we pick up the um, uh, give no, let's just get the final thoughts on on yesterday's conversation uh, from you, from you guys, and then we'll we'll, we'll pick up uh, Emil Ekior's comments, and then Saban. Uh, about Jojo Earl and what that means for this particular team. Uh, yesterday, we were talking about the whole, would you rather have Bryce Young, uh, Dallas Turner, and Burton? Uh, more offensive-led grouping there with a uh, quarterback and wide receiver and then a, a, a pretty decent pass rusher that had a great season. Or uh, Will Anderson and... Uh, Jamar Gibbs and uh, uh, our uh, safety there in terms of just dra- drawing a blank battle, Jordan Battle, and and he is um, that's more of a defensive led grouping with the run game. So you may say that's old school. Um, Mason, I'll let you go first. Uh, you, you 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 originally said you take Bryce Young. Uh, and so I, I would assume that means you more prescribe to the uh, thoughts of like Curtis Lewis, who said yesterday, in today's game, you can't win it without uh, a high-level quarterback. Uh, and so, therefore, you take Bryce Young uh, versus the Will Anderson grouping. Uh, closing thoughts. Yeah, I think I'm. Uh, I think I got to roll with Bryce Young here. I, uh, you know, just uh, you. You mentioned it. what he brings to this offense. I think uh, it can't be matched by anyone, and has never been matched by anyone. I think the things that he does for this team, from a just you know pure talent standpoint, leadership standpoint, every. I mean, he does everything for this team. I think it's invaluable, and I think that you know losing that would hurt a lot more than losing a guy like a Will Anderson. Yes, obviously losing Will Anderson would hurt a lot. Don't get me wrong. But there are guys behind him, Chris Braswell, Dallas Turner, who I think could combine to create at least a a similar threat that Will Anderson creates. And if we lose Bryce Young, there's no one else on this team that can do what he does. X, I'll let you get your thoughts. Okay. so um, See, that's how I feel about Will Anderson. When you look at what he does, there there hasn't been a guy like Will Anderson to have any production at the level Will Anderson has done since 1988, and that was Derek Thomas. There hasn't been a guy come close to the production that Will Anderson had last year that uh, that that he had last year compared in in those 30 plus years. We watched Mac Jones throw for 4,500 yards and 40 something touchdowns in 13 games. His no, Bryce wouldn't have passed his numbers if Mac had a full 15-game season. We watched Tua, while injured, have a similar season to what Bryce had last year, where he missed parts of games and split a lot of reps because he still had Jalen Hurts on the team, and Coach Saban wanted to give Jalen his fair day. So I, I've, seen, I've seen two guys, the two previous guys, have similar numbers to Bryce and him just take it a little bit further versus the production of Will. And Will Will's production and the threat that Will was led to Dallas Turner having the season that he had last year. 
Dallas Turner had a sack or two in the national championship game because Georgia was sliding their defense, their offensive line to stop Will Anderson. And so that's why I think yeah, that's irreplaceable to me. And then you turn around and you go, you have a – Jameer Gibbs isn't just a bull of a running back. He's also a pass-catching threat. He's a kickoff return threat. That's what all you're getting with him. And then Jordan Battle to lead your secondary – Whew, that could be dangerous. We don't know if Dallas can do it on his own yet. We don't know if Jermaine Burton can be a the number one wide receiver in the offense that Alabama's going to run yet. But we know what we're going to get with a Jameer Gibbs behind a better offensive line with more weapons. We know what Will Anderson is going to bring to the table. We know what Jordan Battle is going to bring to the table. And Alabama's best two quarterbacks, Talent-wise, are zero and two in national championship games that they started. While you have yeah. the likes of a Greg McElroy, a AJ McCarron, a Jake Coker, all having won national championships at Alabama because of great defense and a great running game. Yeah, I, I, Bryce Bryce took the top off with with his accomplishment, meaning he won the Heisman, um, and so absolutely got to give Bryce big time respect, but is, is the offense and what we're averaging with Bryce scoring wise, any different than what we've averaged since Kiffin took over? Not much, right? If this, at all. But Bryce right. has so much less talent than those teams had. Like Bryce is having to do it himself out here. I do mean, what? Say that he had a bad offense. He had a below average offense. Look at his receiving unit Williams last year compared to what Mac Jones had. Jamison Williams had fifteen hundred yards last year. That's one. Mac Jones had Jerry. Mac Jones had Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle to throw. Like at Mac Jones and Tua both had more weapons than Bryce. Bryce did more with less than those guys. I, I'm not saying he didn't, but uh, every team, every quarterback they've had since Kiffin has gotten into that range i'm not i'm not uh, uh now if you're talking about talent wise that's not that's not that's not even a question of talent from bryce young i, I if, if you say am i just gonna take bryce young and will anderson this argument is closer to me okay because uh talent for talent i think you may be able to find well, I don't know. I think the gap between Bryce Young and Jalen Moody, I mean, uh, Jalen Miro, may be closer than uh, the talent between Will Anderson uh, and, and the next guy. You know, I mean, Will Anderson has done something no one has come close to doing under Saban. And so you have to look at that. But, but let me finish. The, the question becomes, Will the offense drop off more with if you put Jalen Milrow in with the guys we have? Just just removing Bryce based on your argument, you take out Bryce. Will the offense because you're making it you're making an argument just from Bryce, Mason. Uh, yeah. if you take Bryce out, will the offense drop more than the defense? I would say so. I love Jalen Milrow. I, I don't think he's ready to take over this offense yet by any means. But I'll bring this. Jalen Hold on, hold on. Would you say Jalen Milrow 
is as good as uh, Coker. Oh, yeah, certainly. As good as uh, – Coker couldn't win a title in today's football. He couldn't win uh, a title this year. If Coker was playing, he wouldn't win a title. They, they would win the same way they did then. No one could stop Derrick Henry. I mean, I'm telling you, everybody says this about defense and offense, Mason. Tell me which offenses have won a championship. There are a bunch of The ones of with incredible doing... offensive lines and workhorse running backs to hand off to. Bryce Young had neither of those last year. Uh, and they didn't win it. Brian Robinson was more than enough of a workhorse. Hold on, but they didn't win it because the other team had a great defense. That's my point. I think back. this is more. I think it's more indicative of how bad Alabama's offensive line was last year, and how good Mac Jones had of an offensive line, how good Jake Coker had of an offensive line, how good AJ McCarron had of an offensive line. All those guys had spectacular lines, and Bryce Young did not get any of that luxury. He was running for his life. And and, and listen, you're you're saying just from Bryce Young, but you're losing Bryce Young. I mean, you're losing Will Anderson, you're losing the running back, and you're losing your safety. So Bryce would have to do it even more this year. And he's the only one that can. Huh? He's the only one that can. If if you have a situation where there's not another great defense. And, and and everybody say you can't compare. Well, Curtis uh, says you can't compare the eras of McElroy, Coker, and McCarron to today. Those were running style eras, guys. Everybody, no matter how much is? football has changed, no matter how much football changed, y'all know what always happens, right? The teams with you can you can you cannot get. And I'm gonna agree with Curtis and you. You can't get there if you have a bad offense. You used to get there if you had an average offense. You can't do that anymore. You have to be able to score points, okay? I give you that. But everybody scores points today. Everybody scores points today, right or wrong? Yeah. I mean, every team scores points today. And you you, you look at the number of teams that scores uh, offensively, everybody is an offensive juggernaut today. You go back and look at the team, like 17 points is a shutout in today's game. So you have to be able to score points. But the reality of it is when you get to the elite offenses, when you get to the elite teams, what is the deciding factor in the elite teams? In a, a, an elite team, Ohio State against Alabama, is it going to be Alabama's – is it going to be a shootout between offenses more likely or whichever one of those teams – can stop the other team. Mason, I mean, which one is it most likely going to be? Because both of them are going to score points. It, that game's probably going to look like a shootout. Right. Well, so which team is going to win? Whichever one has a defense that can nullify the other team's offense at some point. And that's what I think Will Anderson brings to the table. Even though you don't run the clock like you used to, if you have a good running game that you can employ when you need to run the ball, when you not 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 lead with the run, but when you need to run the ball, you've got to be able to run the ball. And that's what Jamar Gibbs is going to bring. And then you have a safety who can get a defense ready in the back end. 
And then you have a guy who can cause havoc in the front end. I'm just, I mean, hey, Greg, hold on. We'll get you on the other side. Hey, that's why this is so fun. Like I said, we all have different opinions. And I, I, I always, I know you, you, they say you can't compare errors and things like that. But what you compare is who, who can execute and who can't and what it takes to win in no matter what the quarterback play is, no matter what the area play is, if you don't have a defense, you're not going to win. You just, I mean, you just, uh, Oklahoma has been the best offense, hands down, numerous years, but they have no defense. They can get there and then they get annihilated when they play the SEC team because the SEC team has an equal offense and a more dominant defense. So that's the question. Come back on the other side. We'll bring Greg into the conversation. You can get in on it. Hey, nothing like a good old debate early in the morning. Mason, I'm not telling you you're wrong. I'm just disagreeing that you're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get the break. We'll come back. Hey, listen, that's what I love. This show takes on his life of his own at different times and different ways. That, um, Last-minute thought kind of lasted the whole segment. Great time, guys. Come on back up in here with the Martin Houston Show. We'll keep the conversation going right here on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks as we crank up this Thursday morning. Hope everything goes well for you. If you see conditions, give me a call, 205-886-8886. If you need a new vehicle, then you need to go to Towns and Nissan, home of the lifetime powertrain warranty on both new and used vehicles. I'm Captain Ray. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. The sky cloudy at times. Look out for scattered to numerous showers and thunderstorms today and tonight. The high today, 88. The low tonight, 72. Or tomorrow, partially sunny. A chance of widely scattered showers or thunderstorms. The high, 89. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 73 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17 plus years. Specializing in graphic design services commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. It's time for the Martin Houston Show with the same hard-hitting, no-nonsense approach in which he played the game. Martin will take you inside the locker room, down on the field, and across the goal line with his in-depth analysis. You know, the only injury we have is, you know, JoJo got a Jones fracture in his foot uh, in practice a couple days ago. So those things are probably six to eight weeks. So we just have to see how it goes. But hopefully, maybe by October 1st or something like that, he'll be close to being ready to come back. But he was doing a really, really good job, having a really good camp. Uh, Probably the best he's been on a consistent basis. You just saw a guy that grew up and was playing with a lot of confidence. So uh, we'll miss him for a while. But... You know, we want him to get well, and I'm sure he'll contribute to the team at some point in time this year. 
Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. I'm tied 100.9 Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier. Uh, let's go Saban talking about JoJo Earl. We'll break that down in just a moment. Um, but let's, uh, X, you had a comment, and then we'll get to Greg, and then we'll we'll see what happens after that. Yeah, I think when you look at this debate as a whole, it breaks down to simply this. Can Jalen Miro be effective enough with a run game and a great defense to win the national championship? Pretty much, can he at least do what Stetson Bennett last year did for Georgia with a great run game, great defense, and solid weapons outside? Yeah, um, Mason, I'll let you – do you think the answer to that question is yes or no? Uh, you know, that's a, that's a tough question to answer. Cause I, I do love Jalen Miller. You know, I've told you guys multiple times how much right. I, I'm very excited about him coming in to take over this team next year. But that being said, you know, going into last year's game, I didn't think there was a snowball's chance in hell Stetson Bennett could do what he did in that game. I'll just be honest. I didn't think it was going to happen, but he proved right. me wrong. He made the plays necessary to go win the game. So I don't think I can. I don't think I can say for certain that Jalen Milrow could not do it. But I am in a similar situation to how I felt about Stetson Bennett last year. Not on a, you know, that Jalen Milrow is a very unathletic, you know, no little arm talent quarterback. Just that I don't know that he's quite ready to to make it to that level and make those kind of plays. I haven't haven't quite seen it consistently enough in the little bit that we've seen Jalen Milrow. Let me ask you this: Has Kirby Smart had a dominant quarterback? Well, he had one on the roster. He just didn't want to play him. Justin right. has, he play, has he played a dominant quarterback <laughs> against Alabama? No, he hasn't. He's made he's and, pretty and, consistently and, made weird quarterback choices. And obviously and, Stetson Bennett worked out, but it's still an odd choice. Yeah, and technically, so he's played us four times. Outside of poor coaching and poor decision-making, he should be three and one. Absolutely. He should be three and one against Alabama. Who has had Tua, Mac Jones, Jalen, and Bryce Young? The only game where we did we we lost almost the first two games. We lost every minute of the game, but one. But of course, it only matters what you do at the end, right? Only matters what you do at the end. But we never led in the national championship game when Tua came in. Um, and if he had, if he made better coaching choices, he win that game. And then Jalen beat him in the SEC championship game. If he makes better choices there, I don't understand the fake punt. Then they came here and they led through the entire first half and were leading at halftime. This year was the first time Alabama led against Georgia. In, in, in the first half of the game. And that's the one we end up losing. Um, think about that for a second. (laughs) So, um, and, and and Curtis says we beat Georgia because we've had better, better quarterback play. Eh, we beat Georgia because Kirby Smart choked. Let's be honest. And last year, Georgia probably beat us because our wide receiver got hurt. Right. I mean, offensively last year, if it was, and I'm not trying to make excuses because I make fun of us Alabama folks when we say that, but, um, uh, the, the, the better quarterback play came into effect. Uh, Curtis, one of those better quarterbacks is the guy you said yesterday, Curtis couldn't win a championship and that was Jalen Hurts. 
So you can't have it both ways now, right, guys? Now, was Jalen the lead quarterback or not? Did Jalen quarterback play cost us the national championship, but yet it got us a win against Georgia? Or was it also that defense making the plays and getting the ball back to the tongue of our Lord in the championship game? Everybody forgets how good our defense played in the second half as Tua was making his comeback. Yep. And everybody forgets what Najee Harris did running the ball in the second half. Of course, he didn't make the touch. Let's get to Greg. He's been patient. Greg, you're on with the Martin Houston Show. What's on your mind, sir? I just want to follow this up. A couple of things. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, One, you know, don't want to take away from from what Bryce Young does because uh, one thing I've noticed in the video clips uh, that that we get, you know, of, of practice, his accuracy is even much better than it was last year. And then I want to follow right behind with Milro. You use from him, and his accuracy has improved tenfold from what it was last year. Yeah, and, and that goes to my point of of if, if you if you know if you had to take Bryce Young or, or go the other route, I'm going to take Will Anderson and them because with what I've seen from Milro, with the athletic talent that he has, there are a lot of things we can do offensively that work, plus the fact that it allow us to dictate pace, dictate how often the defense is, on, is out on the field, which, is we, as we all know, those plays typically work defense than they do to an offense you know, through the year. And I, I would the defense over the offense. I would take that plotting, you know, which I, I'm not sure that our offense, the Milrow, would be plotting offense. You're the most athletic guys on the team having the ball in hands every play. That would be a that that would be a uh defensive coordinator's nightmare. A guy that can call uh above, you know average or slightly above average and a guy that if you if you try to play coverage and you leave him basically one you know plus one on the you know on the offensive side, he can take off and run and there's some of those guys even on defense that he would they would never get the angle to catch him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and by the way, y'all y'all know me. You this 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 really wasn't about run versus pass, but that's what it's turned into: run quarterback, quarterback versus uh, well, whatever. And, yeah, the reality and, and, of it and, is, and, yeah. yeah, the reality of it is, this is a third. Alabama has a third world problem, right? We right now. The, the the two cornerstones of my debate is the best two players that have played their position under Nick Saban. Would y'all agree? <laughs> like yeah. Bryce Young, the best quarterback Nick Saban's ever had. Will Anderson is the best um, outside pass rusher. If I had my rabbits, I wouldn't want to do without either one of them. But if I oh, no. had to pick pick one versus the other, and I look at production. I think that Alabama has shown, even in the new era, that they can replace the quarterbacks and keep going. I think since since Jalen Hurts um, on, Alabama has proven that they can produce an elite quarterback. I mean, I said third world problem, first world problem. So, yeah, yeah, we, we, we're arguing from a, from the standpoint of we got a, a wealth of riches, right? 
But we've not oh, yeah. produced a Will Anderson. And that's why I'm I'm telling you, if you come if you ask me and I got to get the break because we got to we uh thanks for those comments, Greg. We got to get to um recruiting. Uh but Mason and Xavier and all the listeners out there, we've produced really good quarterbacks at Alabama and and we have been able to surround the quarterbacks. And last year Bryce Young proved that he could do it when he didn't have an elite offensive line, which I don't know if any of the other quarterbacks could have done that. And so I agree with Mason there. But that team came up short, okay? the, the There's been no one. There's not a player that you can look back. It, you can look back and say, man, maybe Tua could, could duplicate Bryce Young's efforts with this year's team, not last year's necessarily, this year's team. Man, Mac Jones could probably duplicate with this year's team what Tua, or I mean what Bryce could do. Or maybe Jalen Miro, or maybe. Name one maybe that could replace Will Anderson. See, you, you Dallas, see, everybody runs away from Will Anderson. You can't run away from Bryce Young. He gets the ball every time to make a play. Will Anderson is a guy that they schemed away from. Bryce Young, you plan against, but if you got Mechie, if you have uh, Williams, when you took away his weapons and you didn't have to scheme for them, it didn't go. So, um and 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 so our, the 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 way we play ball now is that every, I think any athletic and talented quarterback can be good at Alabama. I'm, I mean, just because of the way we play the game, and then he surrounds them with great tools. No one has ascended to the level of Will Anderson, and until somebody else does, Will Anderson kind of stands alone in the new era of, of football in the Saban era. Will Anderson stands on a mountain by himself in a group of great players at the University of Alabama. Come back on the other side. We'll get to recruiting news. Can we find a Will Anderson in this class? We already have a couple of Will Andersons uh, with the likes of Dallas Turner and Braswell. We'll talk about that more right here on the Martin Houston Show. This is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. With your Tide Sports Update, I'm Mason Woods. Nick Saban announced on Wednesday that sophomore wide receiver JoJo Earl has suffered a Jones fracture in his foot. The speedy target is expected to miss six to eight weeks, but could be back by the midpoint of the season. In other Crimson Tide news, Alabama softball star Montana Fouts inked a new NIL deal this week with Dick's Sporting Goods. Four-star defensive lineman Edrick Hill out of Kansas City, Missouri, named the Tide in his final six schools this week. Hill is the sixth-ranked player in the state of Missouri and the 27th-ranked defensive lineman in the nation. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports Update. For more info on these stories and more, download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 Traffic. 
from the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center. No active wrecks as we crank up this Thursday morning. Hope everything goes well for you. If you see conditions, give me a call. 205-886-8886. If you need a new vehicle, then you need to go to Townsend Nissan, home of the lifetime powertrain warranty on both new and used vehicles. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs. Or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Sound of Bama Sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show with Martin and his neighbor. I want to remind you about Alabama One. Alabama One, go check them out. More cash for your car and more buck for your truck. Interest rates as low as 1.99 and uh, terms as long as 84 months on a used vehicle, 96 months on a new vehicle. Conditions and restrictions do apply. So check us out online at alabama1.org or Stop by one of our branch locations and one of our talented loan officers will be glad to assist you. That's Alabama One, alabamaone.org. And also while you're there, click on the insurance banner and get a quote for your auto and or any of your other insurance needs. All right, X, I turn it to you. We got Hank South on with us. Yes, sir. Welcome in to the show, Hank. Hank of 247 Sports. And Bama Online, how are you doing this morning? 
Hey, good morning, Xavier. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. So we got some more recruiting news for Alabama coming up this weekend and over the next month or so. We have uh, Kilby Collins has set his commitment for this weekend as well as having uh, Eldrick Hill out of Texas and Jordan Renaud, I, I think is how you say his last name, uh, set to commit next month. How is Alabama looking for those three guys? Yeah, um, you know, it, it, it'll be interesting to see um, with, with Kelby Collins. I think we talked about it last week. Um, you know, there's a lot of buzz around Florida right now. Uh, you know, Florida's obviously in it. Uh, I don't think he's made up his mind. I think he's still kind of uh, weighing his options before Friday or before Saturday. Um, it, it, it's down to Alabama and Florida. You know, he has top five, but it's really Alabama versus Florida right now. Um so we'll see. I haven't made a final prediction yet. I, I've still said I lean Alabama, but you know I'm not so sure. I, I think it's. I, I, I truly think it's pretty tight, um, and, and I think he'll probably, you know, um, let the coaches know or, or you know make up his mind closer to the weekend, probably Friday. So you know we'll see on that. Um, Edric Hill announced that he's going to be committing soon. Um, didn't set a date, but. I think that's another one Bama's in, in uh, pretty strong shape with. Um, he, he took a couple of visits to Tuscaloosa over the summer, was back for the um, uh, cookout, I believe. Or no, back in July at some point. Um, but he, he's down to, I think he put out a top six on uh, on Tuesday. Um, but I think Bama's in strong shape there. Oklahoma's pushing for him real hard, too. Um, USC, LSU are in it as well. But I think Bama's in strong shape for him. And then Jordan Renaud, um, that's going to be September 19th for his decision date, and he narrowed his list down to uh, to Alabama and Oklahoma. And um, that's another close, like kind of like Kelby College, you know, it's kind of tough to pick right now. I still lean Alabama. I think Bama's been in really strong position for him since April. He's been to campus, I think, three or four times now. He took an official visit in June, um, was at 8A, so really familiar um, with Alabama. Um, but Oklahoma's also um, had him on campus a lot too, so that's that's a close one. I, I think uh, I think Bama's in good shape there. Um, however, for him, all right, and as well, getting into the trenches on the offensive line, Ryan Polito, I think is how you pronounce his last name, uh, four-star offensive lineman out of St. Bosco's in California. Uh, he's been. I've seen several places that have crystal balled him to Alabama. Where's Alabama standing with him as well? Yeah, I, I think Bama's uh, the, the favorite for him. He's announcing on Saturday um, around, I think, 4 p.m. Central Time. Um, but but he's a kid that, that camped at Alabama um, back in June, um, really uh, had a standout performance, impressed the Alabama staff, got an offer, um, put out a top five a couple weeks later. Um, I think Arizona, uh, UCLA, Oregon, and Louisville are other schools. But um, came back to Tuscaloosa for the uh, at the end of July for for a second visit, and he's going to be back in the fall for an official visit. So um, I, I think Bama's leading for him. I think that's uh, going to be the pick when he announces on uh, on Saturday. Okay. And last question for this part: uh, Where is Alabama standing with James Smith and Craig Quay Russo? Those two guys have been extremely quiet, not a lot of noise coming out from them. Where's Alabama sitting with those two five stars? 
Yeah, you know, right now, uh, and I think I wrote about this this week, um, you know, they're going to take their recruitments all the way to, you know, December or February, just depending on when they decide to sign. Um, you know, Bama's absolutely in it. You know, I think probably, you know, if, if they were announcing today, they'd be in the top one or two for them. Um, but, you know, I think things are going to change for them probably a dozen times before National Signing Day. You know, I think we'll probably hear buzz about different teams um, all throughout the fall, depending on where they, they visited last or, you know, um, what team's doing well or who's pushing for them the hardest. Like, I mean, it's, it's going to change so much, I feel like, with, with them. And, and, and it's been that way with, with a lot of the top Montgomery kids. You know, we saw that happen with Curtis Perry. There's all sorts of late drama with that, you know, Auburn pushing for him. Um, and, um, you know, Mac Wilson throughout the fall of his recruitment, uh, you know, he said Florida led and ends up signing with Alabama. So I think that's going to be kind of the similar path um, those two recruitments follow. I think there's going to be a lot of twists and turns, but you know, I, I think Bama is definitely in it. I think that's as much as you could probably say um, for either of them right now. All right. Hey, that's Hank South 247 Sports, Bama Online Recruiting, joining us right now. And uh, lots, of, lots of things happening in the recruiting world, and, and I got a, kind of a, a two-parter on it, what's the chances of Alabama flipping a couple of Big Ten potential recruits? Of course, uh, Notre Dame's uh, edge rusher, Keeley, uh, who kind of I think is a cornerstone of Notre Dame's class edge rusher, visited Bama, and also uh, the re- the other guys committed, or like Richard Young and stuff, are saying, hey, we're going to get him to flip. And then uh, another edge rusher, uh, Tamarian Parker decommitted from Penn State. Uh, he was in Alabama like at one time. Um, what's, what's going on with those guys? And does Alabama get either one of those guys? Yeah. Um, you know, Keeley is a guy that, um, I think, uh, Bama is definitely his, like, if, if he was going to decommit and go somewhere, it's Alabama. Um, that's not a Notre Dame. Um, he's been committed to Notre Dame for about a year now, um, committed to the Brian Kelly staff, um, obviously stayed, stayed committed through, um, through the coaching change with Marcus Freeman now there. But, um, uh, I, I think Bama is giving him a lot to think about. Notre Dame is trying to hang on to him. Um, but I think, um, I think Bama has a good shot at flipping him at this point in time. And, you know, people were hoping he was going to flip, um, when he came out for the cookout last month. Um, he didn't. But he is going to come back for an official visit during the game weekend. He hasn't locked it in just yet, but um, it, it's going to be um, at some point in the fall for for a um, for a game. He might take some other visits. You know, I think Florida is trying to get him on campus um, and some other schools. But um, you know, I think Bama's given him um, the most to think about at, at this point in time, and, and has a has a pretty good shot of flipping him. Jamarian Parker, a little bit different story. Um, Bama, when he committed to Penn State, Bama hasn't pushed for him just yet. They uh, they like him, obviously. He's he's a guy on the list, but they also wanted to see how he performed as a senior. Um, you know that that could obviously change. They could decide to start pushing for him at any point. But um, to this point, there hasn't been um, a giant move made for Tamarian Parker. Um, I think you know if he has a strong senior season, we could, we could see that change. Um, you know, I, I think Bama, they've stayed in contact with him. They're definitely keeping him um, in the mix. But, um, you know, it's hard to say, you know, at this point, I think Florida's trying to get him. 
Auburn, Georgia. So we'll see what happens with him. But right now, I think out of those two, um, Keeley would probably be the more likely. Wow, that'd be big time news for uh, Bama if they get either either one of those. Especially considering our conversation this morning, we've been debating the whole: uh, <laughs> Would you take Will Anderson and a, a couple guys, Jamar Gibbs and Jordan Battle, or you have to choose him that three or Bryce Young? Uh, and uh, Burton and uh, uh, one other guy. And then, of course, if you do that, um, which one of those are you going to take? And uh, and the other guy was Dallas Turner. I'm sorry. And uh, <laughs> so we were just saying how Alabama's recruited elite quarterbacks and had elite performance, but Will Anderson kind of stands on the mountain by himself. And it sounds like a couple of these guys may be some big time, you know, Edge rushers as well. So interesting yeah. conversation to follow up. But X, I'll talk about to you. Yeah, we're on with Hank Sauce at 247 Sports and Bama on. Hank, I can't believe I almost forgot this. Miles McVay is committing <laughs> today. And I've heard that Alabama is a favorite to land him. Is he going to be a part of this 2023 class? Yeah, you know, I, th- I think he will be. Um, I, 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 I think. Things have been pointing to Alabama for a while, but um, you know, you look back at he. I mean, he's been in Tuscaloosa, I think. Let's see, like five times since since last summer. Um, so definitely familiar with it. And he hasn't even taken his official visit yet either. So, um, but I think kind of a, a big point for him was this summer. He, he went to campus um, for a few days in June, and he took his mom and his family. Um, but uh, he got his mom's. His mom gave him her blessing about coming to Alabama, and that she hadn't been to campus yet. She hadn't met the staff yet in person. Um, but that visit, I think, kind of solidified Bama, you know, being the favorite for him. Um, there was some buzz about Oregon. They're pushing for him real hard. Uh, Texas A&M is due. Some other schools, they've all been pushing for him. But I think uh, I think Bama's kind of been the uh, in pole position for him for a while. So. You know, six o'clock tonight. I, I think Bama's. Uh, I think Bama's going to get some good news. And who is this? This is uh, Miles McVay. He's a four-star offensive lineman from um, East St. Louis High School in Illinois. Okay. Awesome, awesome. Uh, X, any closing thoughts or anything else you have for um, for Hank? Uh, yeah, hey, yes. Is there anybody that has kind of been flying up under the radar? to the average fan that Alabama is pursuing right now? Um, you know, I think one name to, to start uh, keeping an eye on, and we saw him visit for the cookout. He visited in June as well as is, uh, is David Hobbs, the four-star defensive lineman from from uh, from North Carolina. Um, he He's a guy I think Bim is going to really – we're going to see them kind of turn up the heat on or already has. You know, I think Bim is going to start pressing for him real hard. Um, uh he he was about to make a commitment in July. He decided to hold off. Uh, I think North Carolina was was kind of the favorite, but um, he he slowed down. I think Bama and Georgia have uh, have turned up the heat on him and, and given him something to think about. So I think he's a guy to to keep an eye on going forward. He's going to officially visit Bama for the Iron Bowl. Um, I think Tennessee's pushing for him real hard. Auburn's pushing for him real hard as well. So probably busy fall for him upcoming. But if there was one guy maybe flying under the radar that we haven't talked about a lot this summer, I'd say. Uh, probably keep an eye on him. All right. That's Hank South, 247 Sports, Bama Online Recruiting. Hank, tell our listeners real quick where they can uh, find out more about you, sir. 
Yeah, BamaOnline.com. Um, and then my Twitter handle is at HankSouth247. All right, that's at HankSouth247 Sports. Best recruiting in, I mean, best follow in recruiting at HankSouth247. Thanks, Hank. We'll catch up with you next week. Yes, sir. Thanks, guys. All right, coming back on the other side, we'll have our two-minute warning right here on the Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier on Tide 100.9. Thank you to the great folks over at Overflow Express Wash. Go check them out. Two locations, uh, one in Tuscaloosa, one in Northport to better serve you. That's Overflow Express Wash, overflowexpresswash.com. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, everything's still looking pretty good on the roadways this Thursday morning. Of course, if you do see conditions that folks need to hear about, just give me a call, 205-886-8886. If you need a new vehicle, then you need to go to Townsend Nissan, home of the lifetime powertrain warranty on both new and used vehicles. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa Thread. Good Thursday morning. Services have been set for former Northport Mayor Donna Aaron, who passed away earlier this week after an extended illness. Greenside services will be at 11 a.m. this coming Saturday morning at Tuscaloosa Memorial Park. The Reverend Dr. Daniel Thornton will officiate. Magnolia Chapel North will direct the service. Aaron served two terms on the Northport City Council and a four-year term as president. She got elected as the city's first mayor in 2016. Click TuscaloosaThread.com for more. I'm Don. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. All right, welcome to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. That's Martin Houston Show with Martin and Xavier on Tide 100.9. Man, it's, it's, it's been a fun morning. Uh, that first segment was was really, first two segments were really, really fun. And hey, listen, <clears throat> as I said, if you're just enjoying the show, that's first world problems, uh, dude, that we're, that we're debating. Um uh, Virgil Williams gave a comment on the quarterback debate. He said the, uh, the, the whole Will Anderson versus Bryce Young, he said the quarterback debate is always tilted to who you like best. Some say Tua didn't have an O-line, but Jalen didn't either. Some say Tua was a generation of talent, but now we are basically saying the same thing about Bryce. Mac benefited from his wide receivers, but Tua did it all on his on his ability. And you could go on and on. Why don't we just say we have been blessed at the quarterback position for quite 
some time. Curtis Lewis said Saban changed his whole offensive philosophy to be QB dominant. True. And therefore, my response to that is I agree with both of those statements. And I agree if he changed it to be quarterback dominant, doesn't that make it easier to replace Bryce versus finding a replacement for Will? Just just my thoughts. Hey, uh, guys, we're not going to get into the the whole which team. Ironically, we we had some votes out there on Twitter, and guys, and we'll we'll leave this uh, for tomorrow's conversation. But um, um, you know, uh, it, it came back fifty nine percent said that this year's identity would be a dominant defense. So uh, I thought that was an interesting, and that was over being a complete team. So we'll kick that to tomorrow. I'll give you uh, your closing thoughts, X, on anything you want to bring up. Maybe you want to say something about the JoJo Earl thing and what that creates for opportunities or anything else you got. Yeah, you know, you hate to see it for JoJo, especially with Coach Saban. He was having a great camp and looking the best he's looked since he's been at Alabama. But it does create opportunities for guys in that slot, uh, whether it be uh, Kendrick Law, uh, Christian Leary or, or somebody that we haven't really thought much of in that position. So just prayers to JoJo. Hope he gets better and healed up and is ready to go as soon as possible. But for the younger guys taking advantage of the opportunity. All right, Mason, closing thoughts? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I pretty much agree with everything X said. I think, you know, I hate that for JoJo, but I'm, uh, I am excited to see what maybe some other guys can do now that they have an opportunity to step up. Uh, you know, I'll be excited to get him back, though. Yeah, it, it, it's good that it's six to eight weeks, and it's never good to be injured, but good that it happened early in camp. So he gets uh, half of his recovery time uh, is during the, the preseason. Uh, and so midseason, and down the home stretch, hopefully we'll have him back. Um, and it was good to hear that he had rebounded from the mental things that were going on. Hated for him from the foot injury. Hopefully he sticks it out. Uh, and we don't see him some some point just say, hey, man, I'm jinxed here at Bama and head back to Texas. But we'll watch that closely. And also, hey, listen, uh, we are the most blessed fans in the world. Uh, when we're talking about two elite talents like Will Anderson and Bryce Young, uh, and that's our debate, things are good in and around and on the capstone. And I'll close it with this. It'll be interesting to see which NFL team um, and how the NFL fit, find, uh, uh, finishes and what they need whether or not you'll see a lot of movement, whether people move up to get Bryce Young or move up to get Will Anderson. Will that give us a final declaration on whether you'd have, would you rather have Bryce Young or Will Anderson? I would rather have both of them. And as I close out today's show, X, Mason, listeners out there, I am thankful that I don't have to make that choice at all. And so Alabama look, heads into 2022 with the best two players in college football happen to be on the opposite sides of the ball, opposite personality, but both great leaders, great, great people, great players. And we'll watch them do their thing in 2022. For the Martin Houston Show, I want to remind you, 
to trust in the Lord, Lord always, lean not your own understanding, always not acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. Thanks to all the callers, listeners, chatters, viewers, and followers out there. Uh, we'll be back on tomorrow with more great content. I'm Martin Houston, and we say roll tide out there, everybody.